0: Thank you for tuning in to the Lakewood Grace Podcast. We're a church in Lakewood, Washington, and whether you're listening from around the corner or from around the world, we're glad that you're here. We hope this sermon equipped you to be the Christian the world needs today. If you'd like to learn more about us, head on over to lakewoodgrace.com. And now, for this week's sermon. James, good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. We've been waiting for you. So listen, folks. In a second, we're going to hear the Christmas story uh, told by our kids. You're going to get to sing, and we kind of, we sort of know what's going to happen, but uh, we kind of also don't, and that's kind of the fun of this. So we're going to roll with it today. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to read to us is what comes before what you're going to see today from our kids, right? Um, John the Baptist is, is is a is a huge figure in the birth narrative as well. So. I want to read to you a verse from Luke chapter 1. So hear now the word of the Lord to you and to me. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man And my wife is advanced in years. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here's the thing about Zechariah and Elizabeth. Old. She was barren. And this guy, Zechariah, our text says he spent a lifetime in prayer. And it's his turn to go into the temple and offer uh the incense there and and do his part there he was a, he was from the priestly, priestly line and and the text tells us that there were people praying for him as he went in outside and here's the thing this guy had spent a lifetime praying for something to have a son so what happens when you spend a lifetime praying for something and you've really really been praying for something and it finally gets answered Right, We spend a long time praying for something, and sometimes we don't really get to see the answer to our prayer in the timeline that we want. It might not even happen in our lifetime. But here's a guy who's been praying for decades upon decades, and something great happens. His prayer gets answered, and Luke opens his gospel account with the birth of John the Baptist. And Luke is careful to note that John's parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth, are faced with the impossible. They were barren and very old. Those aren't my words. Those are, those are Luke's. But that didn't stop Zechariah from praying for a son. And I love that testimony. Up against all odds, he kept praying. Decade after decade, Zechariah prayed. And then one day, when he was serving in the temple, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and told him that his prayers have been heard and he and Elizabeth can expect a son. Can you imagine? A show of hands. Anybody here has ever seen an angel pop down right in front of you and say, hey, God heard you. Good news, it's going to happen. Here's a guy who's been praying for most of his life for a son. And he said, it's going to be a boy. So you and I, right, we we pray for a lot of things. I hope hope we pray for a lot of things. And thank you to those of you who were part of our prayer vigil last night, our 24-hour prayer vigil, because we've got stuff in our campus that we know needs to be done. So it matters that we're in prayer, right? But an angel has never told me to my face that the thing that I've been praying for, no angel has told you that the thing you've been praying for is about to come to fruition. We would be overjoyed, right? Certainly we wouldn't dare question God's response, would we? Well, if you look at the text, Zechariah did. They were both righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. That's what Luke writes. And I can tell you what, that's not me. If you take Zechariah's holiness and you take my holiness, you pound them right next to each other, you look at them, I'm going to fall short every single time. I'm not a descendant of Aaron uh, in, in his line. I'm not a priest. You see, I'm a descendant of Bob and Patsy. Zechariah, he had no internet. He had no social media, no TV, and no bourbon or such to cloud his character. And I'm not saying these things about you, but compared to Zechariah, you see, I wouldn't have stood, I wouldn't have stood a chance. So if Zechariah's unbelief at the fear of the good news that he just received from an angel, if Zechariah didn't believe what was being told to him, I don't think I would have either. You see, here's what what we wrestle with. Faith and fear. And when faith and fear collide, Our default is to always give in to fear. But here's the good news in all of this. You see, God's response, God's faithfulness is not contingent upon our faithfulness. God is going to move whether we can receive what he has with us with joy or with fear. And so the hope in this is that this holy man, Zechariah, finally got an answer to his prayer and yet that didn't stop God from moving when Zechariah buckled that God was present and very near and willing to act. So when our faith and our fear collide, the good news, when we give in to fear, when we ought to be people of faith, that doesn't stop God anytime. So Lord, we thank you that you respond in faith. We thank you that you are faithful, God. And we thank you, Lord, that John the Baptist leads us right into where we are today. And so God, we celebrate that you are faithful, That through Jesus, you fulfill every promise, Lord. That through Jesus, you broke into the darkness. That through Jesus, Lord, we are people of hope. And we thank you for your faithfulness, Father. May it cover our fear. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kids. Are we ready? Okay here is the christmas story friends let's have fun Hear now the word of the lord to you and to me in those days caesar augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire roman world this was the first census that took place while quirinius was governor of syria and everyone went to their own town to register because there was no guest room available for them. those of you angels who don't have your wings yet don't feel bad there's a movie about that (laughs) you'll get there when the angels had left them and gone into heaven the shepherds said to one another let's go to bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the lord has told us about so they hurried off and found mary and joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. this point in the story, the narrator is just going to move out of the way and parents can take a photo op. Go for it. Everybody smile and wave to mom and dad, grandma and grandpa. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Back at it. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ child was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler he will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered to him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Good job, everybody. All right. So friends, while these things are being passed out, I do want to let you know um, that this is a modified worship service, right? Uh, today, our service is going to be pretty short, but like Pastor James said at the first service, don't worry, we'll make up that time. It's coming. <laughs> Part of our worship service, friends, is an opportunity to tithe. And if you brought a gift today, there's that blue box right there. We would love uh, what you brought today in terms of your offering and tithes or your communication card. But here's the thing: I want you to know. I want you to know something. I know we've got guests here. I know we've got folks here who typically don't come to Lakewood Grace. Um, tithing is not a moment for you. So if, uh, if you're just here visiting and watching, I want you to know something. We're not interested in your money, so don't feel compelled to just walk by and put something in the box. Um, tithing is for those who have committed their lives to Jesus Christ and who have committed their uh, time and efforts here at Lakewood Grace. So if Jesus is your Lord and this is your place, then it's only right that we tithe. Um, otherwise, if that's not you, don't worry about it. But here's what we know. When the church is generous and she receives an offering, ministry happens. And when ministry happens, lives are changed forever. We count on that, and we look forward to that. And let's sing our last song, shall we?
1: Grace,
0: go in peace. Thank you again for listening to the Lakewood Grace Podcast please be sure to subscribe and then head on over to lakewoodgracecom slash connect where you'll find a link to contact us or you can fill out a communication card. Have a wonderful week. God bless.